Welcome everybody back for another episode of the ABJ podcast, episode 18. We are flying around doing double shots every Tuesday, one in the afternoon, one later on at night, and we are here for that second one. Immediately following this, we're going to do a live watch along for NXT, so if you guys want to go over and check the next stream, make sure you're over, you're following on all social media, uh, Anthony Blackwell Jr., uh, as well as if you're watching this live on Facebook, uh, Twitch, uh, YouTube, and also uh, Twitter, check out the other platforms. Right now we're trying to grow either the Twitch side or the YouTube side, so if you can go over there, uh, hit that subscribe. YouTube's really – we're about halfway there to 500, so if you guys can help me hit that major goal, that'd be awesome. We're on our quest to 1K, so if we can hit that big old 1K and make these corporations pay me, that'd be amazing. <laughs> uh, links below for all of my guest stuff as well as uh, all things ABJ, so if you want to get T-shirts, merchandise, support the Patreon – um, also in the links, there's two wrestling talents that are in the area around me, uh, really dear friends of mine, both injured, probably going to miss most of 2023 because of the injury, uh, independent wrestlers work really, really hard to entertain you and, and they still have to work shoot jobs and they got to get out there and, and, and still chase that dream. But sometimes when these injuries come, it's a major setback, not just for their careers and their dreams and their passions, but also their actual bank accounts and their real jobs. So if you can support them, uh, Dina Steele and Philly Mike Swanson, uh, check the links below. They have subscription services, um, pro wrestling T-links, and merchandise, 8x10s. You can reach out. Uh, if you can't do any of that monetarily, completely understand. Times are tough. Money's tight. Um, but a like, a share, a comment um, goes a long way. I was saying earlier in the last episode over on Facebook, uh, I made like 37 bucks, and that's just because people were sharing, commenting, and YouTube said, our Facebook said, well, you're monetized now because you're doing really, you're getting good traffic. So it cost anybody nothing to do that. All you did was share, like, comment, didn't even know you were doing it, and I made money off it. So like I said, let's milk these major billion-dollar corporations for all they have and help small content creators and people chasing those dreams on the, uh, on the wrestling scene, music scene, and all that fun stuff. Uh, without further ado, I want to bring in first ever tag team to the ABJ podcast. Very excited. Never interviewed two people at once. Um, I, 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 my mind almost went dirty there for a second. But we're not going to do that because this is law enforcement. We are here to be serious. Uh, top flight security of the world. I think I said that on commentary when I called for them. But uh, I'm going to bring in Officer Ronnie Moses and Malcolm. What's going on, guys? I'm hey, good, how you doing? How are you? Let's take that. Let's take that stuff off off Officer Ronnie's face. There, that's just, it's too much going on, and we need to we need to. There you go. Like the guy wore too hard on that hair for it not to be shown off. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, guys? Oh, man, we're just um we're we're hanging in, you know, just ringing in the new year. Absolutely. So I I got to meet you guys a little bit. Uh, got to call a match of yours at Shore Star Wrestling, and I it's not a secret here on on the on the channel. I love me some gimmicks. I am, I am, I love me a gimmick. I love strong character work. Uh, and if there's the in ring and everything else is there, I'm on board. And when you guys came out, I was like, this is fucking hilarious. Like, this is, this is great. Uh, and I fell in love with the gimmick. Unfortunately, I haven't seen you back since. Uh, hopefully that changes because the powers of Short Star, they love this podcast. And maybe we can have you guys back or get you more bookings in the, uh, around the area because people here, hear about you through this podcast so introduce yourselves to your guy and, and and we'll start from there thank you anthony um it's funny you brought up that day i, I just want to take a moment to put you over because like dude as a wrestler like a good commentary team goes a long way and you and um peter delange just did an awesome job like i really enjoyed listening to that back because like you put us over so awesomely you guys did your research i'd rather have silence then like you know i know me and malcolm have had like commentary teams who they just get get put on the headphones and they think it's a joke and they try to pop themselves but like dude i mean i'm I doing that, you too, saying that. I, try, I try my best to say somewhat professional yeah <laughs> um but yeah um ronnie moses is my real name um i am 25 years old uh, Malcolm and I met at uh, Creative Pro New Jersey Wrestling School oh, at the creative, start bro. of 2015. Damn, buddy, eight years we've known each other. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm just realizing it's our anniversary. Um, and, yeah, this is what I wanted to do ever since I'm five years old. And um, I met Malcolm, and um, we formed our team in super late 2016, early 2017. Nice, nice. So – 
I, I, you, I think you're the second or third person I've got to talk to on the podcast from, from Create a Pro. And I, it's awesome when you talk to people and you start, because that's one of the questions I was about to ask here, where you guys come from. Because when you start diving into the schools you go to, it starts making sense when you get like a group of people you're like, oh, this person's really awesome and this person's really awesome. And they, and they carry themselves and they conduct themselves a certain way and they have a presence and aura about them. And then you're like, oh, that makes sense because of where they are trained and how they handle the business and how they go about and represent themselves outside the business. And boy, if you're in the New Jersey, New York area, one of the places to be is Creative Pro. Absolutely, man. Um, it's funny. I, I was living in Staten Island at the time. I started training when I was 17. And I was just looking for wrestling schools in the area. And I'm, I just was thinking, like, what's going to what place is going to set me up for success the most? And I just did a quick online search and just create a pro jumped up, jumped off the screen to me. Mm-hmm. And the results you, speak for themselves. You look at the talent that came out of there. Sorry, go ahead, Malcolm. Oh yeah. Well, for me, like I mean, I love wrestling my whole life. So then it took me a little bit longer to find the right school. So then like once I was 26, I was, um, I was listening to the podcast. Pat, Pat Buck had a podcast. And he was talking about his school that he um, just started. So I was like, all right, let me go ahead and check it out. So then um, I drove over there. I checked it out. And then once I stepped in, because I thought I was a little bit older, I started when I was 26. So I was like, oh, I think I'm too old to wrestle. But then he reassured me that, like, he had older people there that are wrestling and that are succeeding. So um, once I got there, I was like, yeah, this was, um, this place was um, meant for me. Yeah. Well, that's the thing too. I we went to a seminar in Jersey, contest of champions, and Pat Buck was there, and and he gave a he gave a speech to everybody. He goes, "Yo," he goes, "Like everyone now is coming up to me and saying, like, yo, you're doing a great job, and every, and that's great." But it took me 15 years to get signed, hmm. like of nonstop grind, nonstop hustle, work ethic, and everyone that was there that was that ha- was a name in the business, like Kazarian and all these people. Literally said, if you knew if you knew Pat Buck, you knew him for his work ethic and his grind and the way he's willing to push. And it took him 15 years. Uh, so anything's possible if you put the work in. And and that is that is just a good mind to be about to be around. And then obviously, if you're on the New York side, Brian Myers up there, very very talented as well. And how you're saying the the talent that comes out of there. Um, a lot of I think tag team champions and AEW Creator Pro guys, the world champion right the now. The world champ, yeah. Is, 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 is a Creator Pro guy. There's so much good people. Um, I think the rookie of the year last year, Leo Sparrow, he's a Creator yeah. Pro guy. Um, I'm a big VSK guy. He's Creator Pro. And and the and the list goes on and on and on. So, yeah, very, very great school. And, and uh, man, it's awesome. Like I, One of the other schools I got to experience recently was uh, um, the was it um, Monster Factory. And just yeah. like there's another school too. You look at the history, you're like, man, Bam Bam Bigelow came out of here. Like Damian Priest, Matt Riddle. It's like it's it's cool that how spoiled we are in this northeast area of just amazing, amazing places that people can go and get wrestling uh, training. And not a lot of people know where to go or how to do it. So it's always a good question for me to ask, and that's why I like to find out how people do it. Because you said 26 years old, and you're still like, well, where do I go? Where do I go? And you know, maybe we can circumvent that and get people in the game faster, you know? Yes, definitely. So when you guys got together, did you know right away we're going to form this tag team? How did the tag team form? Like, did you guys have a conversation? Uh, like, well, how, how did this get – we show up one day and the booker goes, uh, you, you, tag team, you're going to go against this guy. Like, how did, how did this go? <laughs> it's, um, it's a funny story, so – Malcolm has his side of the story. I have mine. Um, I was a singles wrestler through um, through 2016, and I was just kind of I don't know, just got lost in the shuffle. Like I didn't. I think I had a gimmick that wasn't really well suited for me, even though I was too young and inexperienced to realize that. And um, Malcolm, I'll let you t- I'll let you tell your side of. Well, when I when I came in, I came in actually with my brother. So we was going to be a tag team together, but then um, I guess something happened or life or whatever. So I guess he didn't have the passion like I did. So he went off and he left. So then like I kind of got um, lost in the shuffle too. Well, I tried to figure out who I was going to be or what I was going to be. Then I started teaming with um, Hush. His name is Hush and he's a deaf wrestler. So we, we formed the tag team together too. But it was it just didn't work out. So 
um, that's when I was trying to reinvent myself and try to figure out what was next in my um, career or what I was going to do next because I didn't know what I was going to do next. And I kind of figured that me and Ronnie was going to be together because we was always in matches against each other. And we just had a chemistry. Like When you get in the ring, you will know when you have a chemistry with um, someone. And it just felt like when we was in the ring with each other, it felt like we did have a chemistry. And I was like, I have a feeling that we're going to end up together. So what was your character, Ronnie, that was not suited for you? Um, my name was Golden Boy Ronald Kingsley. And in hindsight, if you look at what MJF is doing on TV now and what he's been doing all these years, I was kind of doing that, but like not good. <laughs> um, I, I was just like, be the clean like cut white guy and go out there and be arrogant. But, You're like, oh, that's original. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's from Long Island. That's really him. I'm my dad's a cop. I'm I'm very middle class. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, like Malcolm was saying, um, yeah. Not this is no knock on anyone, but like there was a crop of kids that came in around that late 2014, early 2015 time. And just the nature of wrestling schools is that a lot of guys and girls don't make it. And, you know, it's it's tougher than people realize. Um, so by the end of 2016, Malcolm and I were kind of like the last guys left standing from that group. So how it actually happened was it was one wrestle pro event where they needed um, security to go out for a spot. And um, it was a much larger group than, you know, the two of us, but um, spot happens. We all got bumped around and then, um, yeah, they just had the idea of like, what if we made this a thing? Like, and we'll call them job security. And my original thought was, I don't really want to do that. I just kind of want to keep doing what I'm doing. But the more I thought about it, I just realized like I'm lost in the shuffle. Maybe I just need to take one step back to take two steps forward. Mm -hmm. Now the, the characters uh, of, of, yeah. of, of officer Ronnie Moses and Malcolm are you are you cops? Are you security? Where do you guys fall? Are you, are you, are you security who want to become cops? Where, where what is the goal for these characters? We are security officers, but um, the the security ink that you see today, obviously we have a different team name now. Um, there's been a lot of evolution. Um, you know, we, we were really just given that was the name. And then the rest, honestly, not to pat ourselves on the back, but it, we just took it and made it our own, our own creativity, especially, mm -hmm. you know, for Malcolm. Yeah, I just... um. Yeah, it was just all creativity. Like one day, because I go by the guard dog, Malcolm Murray. So then <laughs> I remember when I um, came up with the idea, uh, I went to a seminar. It was for one of our coaches, um, Mario Bokora. And he he was talking to me. And I was asking him about how can I stand out in the group? And like, how can I be like, how can I reinvent myself? So then he told me, just look in the mirror and just see who you are and just be honest with yourself. And I looked in the mirror and I said, hey, I'm a dog. So I remember I called Ronnie and I was like, hey, I, 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 I have this idea for a gimmick. I just I, I want to be a guard dog. I was like, a guard dog could be a security guard, right? So um, I took it and I just ran with it. I love it. Dude, honestly, like when I was watching it, I was like, yo, this is this is like if you took like the junkyard dog and made him literal like you know what yeah. I mean? like you're crawling around you're biting at them like i was like this is this is jyd but like in today's times it's awesome uh <laughs> so I, I it's all like yeah so the best way if, if people haven't seen a match from you guys please search them up it's it, they are on shore star as well as probably uh, creator pro i'm sure you can go on their youtube page and see their stuff there but it's it's essentially the security officer and a, and, a, and a guard dog but when malcolm comes in the ring he's 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 wrestling like a dog. Like it's it's the full character. It's a lot of fun. Um, so yeah. So how long have you guys been together as a team and been informing this and and taking this on the road? It's been six years now. Wow, wow. That is that's exciting. I I, I can't believe like I've just found out about you guys last year. I was like as soon as I watched, I'm like, this is amazing, Pete. And he's like, yeah. I'm like why? Like I because I, I was stuck in the Pennsylvania area. I only knew Pennsylvania mm -hmm. wrestling. So if someone came to PA from outside, that's kind of where I got my scene. And then just last year, breaking into Jersey, I just got to like a whole new world of, of independent wrestling. And I love it. 
Yeah, I feel like now that um, because we we've been wrestling in the business for like eight years, but I feel like now that we're, I feel like we're at the wrong, like at the first round because we do like it's it gets a little frustrating that we hit up promoters and we try to get into different places, but I think that they have to see us live in order for us to like, to for them to like, um be brought in. So I feel like right now we're like at the first rung where we're actually going out and trying to get back on these shows and try to get on different um companies and different shows because it's hard when um you're hitting up promoters and they're not um they're no selling your um text. But yeah, I think that soon we're gonna like they're, they're gonna see the talent that me and Ronnie have and then we're gonna be getting booked in different places and more often. I, I think another struggle too is is it's crazy it, it, in professional wrestling. It's really insane to me how in one aspect you're, you're encouraged to, to, to be original and to be different from everybody else. But then when that original, when you're trying to be original and different, you lean into a gimmick or a character and character work is essentially what made wrestlers in the eighties and the nineties, what they are today. But then we have this gap, I guess like attitude era slash ruthless aggression where the character kind of died and everybody wanted to be the tough guy in the ring. Everybody wanted to be the MMA fighter. Everybody wanted to be taken seriously. Everyone's like, I want to go in there. And every promo was like, you are dead and I'm going to beat you up. And characters disappeared. And then when, and then like if a good character showed up, they weren't world champions. They weren't given titles. They weren't given the faces of the company. And now this new era is changing everything once again, where you have people like, oh, I'm not hindered by my character. I can work my ass off. And I think that's starting to change now in that perception. Like you see tag teams like main event, you're watching AEW and you're seeing Orange Cassidy, who his whole character gimmick is he suck, he doesn't care, but he's one of the best wrestlers in the, in the world right now, realistically, when he wants to start going. And, and I, hopefully that stigma changes. Like when you think of like Orange Cassidy, I always argue, I'm like, he could be a world champion, but because of the way wrestling is kind of like, well, characters can't be that. I hope that starts to change. And that's probably what's happening is, promotions are seeing you guys seeing it's a gimmick and these old school people are just like i'm not working with that you know what i mean like and, it, and it's a mistake it's a huge mistake yeah i appreciate you saying that anthony you know i mean to go off what malcolm was saying i'm not gonna lie it's, it's been um it's been a little frustrating lately um and to be honest like we have chips on our shoulders like we know what we're capable of we know our talent level um and yeah we're just all we really need is an opportunity you know if if you want to call us a gimmick, then that's fine. Cause I know that we could go into that ring and, you know, I could frisk someone. Malcolm could bite some guy's ass, but we could also like, we could wrestle too. So yeah, absolutely. You're both we, very we talented. Style, really. And when I said J JYD, listen, I said JYD for a reason. JYD is what was an amazing, like, I mean, towards the end of his career, when people watched him later, he was, he was getting older and he was up there in weight and he, he wasn't as passionate, but you watch old JYD and he's shooting on people and beating the dog shit out of, you know what I mean? He was a yeah. badass wrestler. <laughs> JYD was the Hogan of the South. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so like, when I say that, that's a, a compliment because you guys are both very talented in the ring. Uh, like I said, the, the gimmick is there as well. I, I, I think it's a total package. Um, one of my favorite tag teams in the scene right now is main event. And 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 it's and that's a ringleader and his pet lion, you know what I mean? Like, and they're now the House of Glory tag team champions, and they're getting opportunities against the Briscoes and and all these amazing, amazing tag teams. So the fact that if 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 that's the reason that people are getting hindered, it's just a dumb mistake. Yeah, yeah. And you so, talk about main event. I think oh, that's one team that um I would love to get in the ring with too. Is main event. I think that oh, our giving is just they compare well to each other. I think it'll be a fun match. It'll be a, a very entertaining match, but I think that it'll be also like a really good uh, showcase match for us. I, I I could not agree more watching you guys versus main event because I think it would be a banger because all four of you are extremely talented and then you could add your little character work in there and it'd be like they're doing the hoop, the hoop spots and the ring and like <laughs> they have the meat that they throw that the lion chases, but you're also a dog who would like meat. So you're both chasing after the <laughs> amazing uh listen i know a lot of promotions listen to this let's book that match let's get it done mm -hmm. and when it happens make sure uh the abj podcast is attached to it because uh we're, <laughs> we're, we're making dream we're putting things in reality here uh there you go dude do, do, do ringside said um security inc versus shook crew oh that's a match you might be seeing soon oh yeah this, anthony um we are the number one contenders for the victory pro wrestling tag team championship right now 
And the Shook Crew just so happens to be the Victory Pro Wrestling Tag Team Champions. So, um, as soon as Bryce Donovan is healed from his injury, we're going to be looking to invoke our, our clause for that match. Now, if you guys were to pull this off, is this, would this be your first time of you guys holding Tag Team Gold? No. Um, we are former WrestlePro Tag Team Champions. Perfect. But... Perfect. That was that was a few years ago. So I one of our top goals for this year, honestly. I just I want to I want to get gold anywhere, really. Yeah. Now, when you guys when, when WrestlePro, because I'm still learning a lot too. Like I said, people. I think some people get offended if you're like, oh, you don't know my small promotion in PA. I'm like, dude, you have to realize, TV wrestling and independent wrestling are two different things. Like, there's mm. thousands and thousands of wrestlers in a fifty in a, in a hundred mile radius of each other. Let alone you spread that out across countries and states and the, the, the talent pool is huge, but Creator Pro, when they run, like, yeah, they have a tag team champions. Is, is New Jersey's branch have its own champion, tag team champion, and the New York branch, or do they merge people together for shows? No, there's um, Creator Pro and Russell Pro are separate promotions. Okay. Um, so Creator Pro runs out of Long Island, and then Russell Pro mostly runs out of New Jersey. Okay. And there's also uh, an Alaska branch, which is, which is also separate. Uh, what's his name? Just went to Alaska, I think. Um, was it Yusufer? Yeah. yeah. Which uh, that is a match made. You're, you're literally sending a, a frozen caveman to Alaska. Like that is. <laughs> that's not the greatest thing. He's a, that's a creator pro too, right? Yes. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I, dude, I love him to death. That's another. That's another name I want more people to know of. Uh, is Yusufer because I think he's so entertaining. Um, and who's the other guy that cracks me up every time? Um, tech support Steve. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. Who you're uh, about. I just died laughing seeing him for the first time. But yeah, like I said, love me some gimmicks. So yeah, so you guys, you guys are looking to just branch out, get more uh, things. What are some promotions you want to work for? Some states that you haven't that you would like to branch into? Um, um, wrestling open was a, was a big one for us last year, and we did get to debut there. Um, I'm looking to just be a part of it every Thursday. Cause that's an awesome environment. You know, um, we actually did go up against main event in a six man taxi match there and um, it didn't really go our way. So we're, we're, we're looking to get a rematch there for sure. Um, just like the new England area is just so special to me. Just like it's, it's a, there's so much great talent out there. Um, chaotic wrestling is another place that comes to mind. Do um, you have any Malcolm? Um, I don't know places, but I know I want to like I want to branch into New York because when I was coming up, um, I don't know there was something special about going to New York shows and just like sitting there and helping out and just watching people come up, like watching Eddie Kingston and watching um um different guys like growing up. I was just like it just it was amazing to see how interactive the fans were with these guys who were coming up. So. I would just like really like to wrestle in New York and also any New Jersey um, promotion that we haven't wrestled already. I would like to wrestle there too. Fun fact. I've never been to New York city. Really? really? I've, only wow. ever been, I've only ever been like upstate. I've never been in the city of New York. So that uh, if my first time ever in the city it would be working for a wrestling promotion, that would be kind of dope. So that's kind of <laughs> yeah, it would be. I'm someone who's never really. I'm like Charlie from Always Sunny. Like I just never left my 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 little radius of where I lived most of my life. And as of just like starting this commentary job about a year and a half ago, like now I'm driving to Jersey twice, twice, like three times a month. Like that was unheard of for me. Like I'm going to Jersey. Like that's like, do we have to, is that like a month? Like I have to plan away for a month. Like that's so far away. And then <laughs> I'm making the drive there and back in like, in, in a matter of a 12 hour, 20, like, like hour shift. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's nuts. Uh, it's weird how that goes, but we do have a, we're finally the chats, but blowing up and we got some, uh, some questions here. So Jakey Bakey says, Ronnie, do you have any, well, I'm going to pose this to both of you, but do you guys have any athletic backgrounds prior to stepping in the ring? So did you play sports? Did you train boxing, jujitsu, mixed martial arts? I played football for a few years when I was a teenager, um, when I was 13 up until like halfway through high school. Um, I will say this, if you don't have an athletic background, it makes it a lot more difficult to, to, adapt into professional wrestling so um i'm extremely grateful for my time playing football 
Um, the discipline of, fun. Of, of running to you feel like you're going to die and pushing yourself past that limit. Like that's Pretty where sports much, is yeah. going to give you that, that edge. Yeah. What about you, Malcolm? Oh, uh, in high school, I was in wrestling and I did track and field. And then after high school, I got into MMA. Nice. Nice. So I usually ask this early on, but we started going, which is great. I love this. But when did you, what age did you guys get bit by the wrestling bug? Like, can you what was your first memory of of consuming professional wrestling and being like, oh, this is this is something I'm into? I was oof, maybe four or five years old, and I was at my friend's house, and he had um, WWE SmackDown Shut Your Mouth on PlayStation Two. Great game. And it's it's I know it's weird, but that was my first exposure to wrestling was the video game. Yeah. And then after that, I my dad was like, "Look, this stuff is on TV too," and I, I was I was blown away. Um, and then from there, I was, I was collecting action figures, and I think by the time I was seven, I was like, "I want to do this when I grow up." Who was your favorite growing up? Like, who was your go-to guy? The guy that first drew me in was Brock Lesnar. Because I, rem- I, there was a brief time in 03 where he was a babyface and he was feuding with the Big Show, and I watched him F five the Big Show and I was, I was amazed. Like, this is a 500 pound giant and Brock Lesnar strong enough to lift him up on his shoulders. I want to do that. I think when it's all said and done, Brock Lesnar, we're going to be talking him in the same vein as Andre the Giant. I, th- I, I yeah. think. I, th- I don't think he gets that respect of he is a wonder of the world. Like Brock Lesnar, you're we are never going to have another Brock Lesnar. Like once he's long, like he, there's never going to be another guy like that. He is a anomaly. Like that's, that's never going to happen again. And I, I think people are starting to really realize now in this his last run that he just put on of how special of a person he really is. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Malcolm? Uh, for me, um, well, my grandparents, they loved, I was adopted by my grandparents and they watched wrestling throughout the, uh, the house. So, when I was a baby, they used to, um, in order to get me to stop crying, they would put me in front of the TV, and then they had this cassette. It was the uh, Wahoo McDaniel, uh, McDaniel uh, cassette, and they would put it in the VCR, and um, that would stop me from crying because I would, they would just sit me there, and I'll be watching TV. So throughout um, my life, I'll just be watching wrestling and watching wrestling, and then I became addicted to watching um, my favorite wrestler, Hulk Hogan. And then after that, um, once Hulk Hogan left the WWF, then I became a big Shawn Michaels fan. And then once I started watching Shawn Michaels, then that's when I knew, like, yeah, I want to, I want to do this for my life. That's a, that's a change, Hogan the Shawn. I yes, I, I, everyone tried to force Hogan on me, and I never, I never liked Hogan. I was never a Hogan guy. I was always into the, the characters of the heels. Like growing up, I was a savage. I didn't like Warrior either, uh, even though I like characters, but I just didn't like. That paid off really well as I got older because realized he's. <laughs> uh, but like I was a yeah I was I was a I was a Piper I was a Mr. Perfect uh, Macho Man like they were all my Jake the Snake even though he's the first wrestler that made me cry, uh, yeah it, it was the just the snake biting the arm bawled my eyes out I thought Macho Man was dead for oh, <laughs> probably it's just probably mentally why I'm afraid of snakes to this day but yeah <laughs> dude and how you said your grandparents are wrestling. When I go yeah. to a wrestling show and I see that older, like the older lady in the crowd, I know right off the bat that's going to be the best fan in the building. Yeah. <laughs> uh, funny story too. When when we was younger, so they always thought that it was real, and um, we got to meet Hulk Hogan. So it it was it was in the same day that I got to meet Barney, <laughs> like the dinosaur. So I went. and We got an autographed picture from Hulk Hogan. And my whole life, we put that picture up there. You would have thought that it was Jesus. That was yeah. like our shrine of like Hulk Hogan and that Macho Man hat that we had. That's awesome. <laughs> Hogan and Barney in the same day. That's like a kid yes. Right <laughs> you just you just you just tackle the Holy Grail as a as a child at that point. <laughs> Jesus, Hogan and Barney. It doesn't get any better than that. Like, how do you talk nope. that next year? <laughs> <laughs> So when you like, uh, do you think they inspired you in your style, or when you say you like your wrestling style, is there someone that you guys go back and kind of study and be like, kind of emulate that or put that into your into what you're doing now? That for me, it's a big mix. Um, I think when I was first breaking in, I was more heavily influenced by Triple H. Um, I think nowadays I try to wrestle a little bit more to my size because 
I was a big kid growing up and then I topped out at five foot 10 and I'm a cruiserweight. Um, so I think now I'm heavily influenced by uh, the hurricane. Um, I've, I've stolen a few of his moves. Um, as a team, we take influences from, I mean, physically we can't, we're kind of like the heart foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, we've taken influences from the rock and roll express, uh, the bushwhackers, just to name a couple. Um, you go. House of Benjamin. <laughs> yes. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Well, for me too, it's just, I just took a little pieces. Um, I just look at wrestlers and just see what I can do. So I take bits and pieces from different people. Like with me, I took pieces from Dusty Rhodes. I've taken things from um, Junkyard Dog. So I just um, sit there and just study and just see, like, all right, I like that. Now, how can I make that for me, you know? Do you ever see the video where Junkyard Dog shoots on a guy in the ring and just beats, beats the yeah, I have, yeah. <laughs> Yo, that guy? Yeah. I thought that guy was going to die. I, I, I don't remember the story of what happened, why he did it. Uh, but I think he no-sold, like, three things from Junkyard and Junkyard, which is not having it that day. Just beat the shit. It's on the internet. It's pretty crazy. It's almost like when I don't, a Naki beat the cop or that one guy. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that was bad too. Bill Burr commentating that is the funniest thing ever. If if, so if you need something to laugh at after we get out here, look up Bill Burr commentates Onaki sh- shoot match. Uh, it's it's because yeah. <laughs> it's Bill Burr and it's just like he slaps him in the fucking head and. Then- <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, what are some what are some goals? Uh, actually, before we get to goals, what are some things you guys accomplished in 2022 that motivates you to then push into 2023? What are some highlights of last year that you were excited about? Um, like I said earlier, debuting for Wrestling Open was a big check for us. Um, uh, becoming number one contenders for the VPW Tag Team Titles. Um, you know, we made our debut there, debuting at SSW. Um, just. Um, I think we went to Massachusetts for the first time. That was a big one. Um, challenging for the Proving Ground Tag Team Championship. And, um, you know, we put out a post about this. Like, for 2022, like, we had a lot of, you know, always the bridesmaid, never the bride type moments. Like, oh, we made it here, but we couldn't finish the job. So, you know, um, it, it left us wanting more, if I'm being honest. So That's good. That's a good, that's a good fire in your this flame. This year, now. it's, yeah, this year, it's finished the job. And, just keep expanding. Anything to add, Malcolm? Uh, no, just uh, what he said is just, I've, I always felt like that. Ne- um, always surprised me, never the bride. So, like, I don't know. I just feel like we just got to um, show more, and then um, we'll, we'll get there. We'll f- um, get to the finish line, you know? Yeah. Uh, Millie says Security Inc. versus Diamond City War Machines is a match I'd like to see. Uh, same here. Diamond City War Machines is a tag team out of. PA, uh, these guys at one point in time they they were pushing three four hundred bills. They were real heavy, and then wow. cha- re- reinvented themselves. Lost a ton of weight. Um, wow. Got to the point now where they they're they're on another reinvention of their careers. I think they're they're just they're he- they're healthy. Their mind states are great. They're they're killing it right now. But they're they've been around a very long time. But they're also that team that you want your back because in your backstage because they've just been around so long and they're just so helpful and giving to other talent. Um, and, and they just put on some really, really fun matches. But, yeah, that would, Millie, I agree 100%. That'd be a match. This is what you need to do, people, when you're watching this. If you're in the independent scene and you have all these different promotions around you, tag them. You follow these guys on social media and be like, hey, at High Tension, at PPW, I want to see these guys in this promotion. Bring these guys in. Uh, the people have more of a voice than you guys think you have. If, if you if – you, Put the buzz out there. That's how the, that's how they got these opportunities. This podcast is just a starting point. The more people that listen to this, and the more people that consume it, and then go out there and put the talent over that they heard on this podcast, because maybe this is your first exposure to them as well. Is is the way we can get people opportunities? You know, help each other grow in this in this community. Um, so going into 2023, let's talk about the hit list. Who we already talked about uh, main event and, and Shook Crew. Who are some other tag teams that you have your eye on? Yeah, we, we put out a post. Um, those are two teams that are on the list. Um, I will say we have a most wanted fugitives, and their names are the Rat Bastards, who Love we've that. actually wrestled before. But the reason why they are most wanted is because they attacked us at the last um, VPW show after we became number one contenders. 
So we're going to check that first one off our list, uh, February 11th. Um, it's Victory Pro Wrestling. Uh, the, the event is called Notorious. So if you if you guys want to look that up, those of you listening, it's in um, Long Island, New York. Um, we want all our citizens out there because we're going to kick the rap bastards' asses. So that's that's it. number one, Anthony. Um, outside of that, um, we have some dream matches, you know. Um, shot through the heart, TJ Crawford and Love Doug. We, we want to get up to Massachusetts and face them. I love Doug. Um, it's been a long time since we were in the ring with TJ Crawford. Um, who else? Malcolm, help me out. Uh, Iron Savages. Yes. They're definitely. The, uh, and if we could, uh, the acclaimed. Because we, um, we came up together with them. So, <laughs> this hat right here. I, I, uh, I can't I can't get it done right here. This so that's that's a uh, a, a ring post from uh, Camp Leaf Frog's Frog Sport. It's a dark order mask underneath it, and on top is just is the pink hat. So before like they had the AEW shop merchandise, they were selling those pink like dad hats, and it just says scissor me embroidered on it. Yeah, and I, and I, I met them at a, at a show, and I, I bought it off them. And I actually said to them, I said, can I, can I just can I just tell you about the huge missed opportunity you guys had? And they're like, what are you talking about? I said. Chris Jericho walks on TV and says "Yabba Dabba Do," and it becomes on a T-shirt. Eddie Kingston says "D's nuts." It's on a T-shirt. I said, "You give the world scissor me, daddy ass," and that's not on a T-shirt. And 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 Bowens looked right at me and goes, "Who is gonna wear a T-shirt that says scissor me, daddy ass?" And I said, "Me." <laughs> that and he literally goes, "Whatever, dude." And that was right when they literally when Billy Gunn left and went back to the guns before he was like full blown, uh, part like daddy ass. And then I was like, yo, you, 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 you missed the boat. Like you, Billy Gunn's gone and you didn't make any scissor me daddy ass merch. And they're like, who's going to buy that. And then a couple months later, they put Billy Gunn back in and scissor me daddy ass. It was the number one selling t-shirt. And I, I bought one. And I tweeted, I'm like, I told you I would buy one. <laughs> they didn't retweet that, but they retweeted, um, I had my first retweet by both members of the team, which I popped for, is when Leo Sparrow, uh, his commentary card, where he hands the commentary team his notes. Yes. Which is the greatest thing a wrestler can do. Hint, hint, wink, wink, everyone in professional wrestling. Um, but he handed uh, and I literally was like, this is, this is genius. How, like, why did no one ever think of this? And I took a picture of it, and I said, once again, create a pro talent above and beyond thinking of new inventive ways in the business. And, and they both retweeted it and showed them that love. So I was like, that was kind of cool. Dude. Yeah. Showing that, showing that love. But uh, yeah. Anyone else on that list on your, on your most wanted list? Uh, Leo Sparrow actually, he teams with, um, with um, a guy named Gil. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I would love to get in the ring with them too. I think that would be a real fun match. Now, is there ever like a rivalry between the New York side of the school and the Jersey side? Like, do you guys look at each other and be like, "Oh, that like I want"? It's almost like the NXT versus the like the like two different rosters, but under the same umbrella. You're like, "I want that guy up there." They kind of have that yeah, they kind of is too. Yeah, it yeah. is. We've um, I think that even Stevens are a great example of that because we've been in the ring with them a few times and we've gone back and forth. Yeah, that's that's sick. That's that, that's a fun. That'd be a fun thing to do there. It's kind of having that cross brand where it's like you're you're exposing your Jersey side to your New York side and vice versa. But that listen, uh, guys, I'm pumped. I like I said, I I really want to see more of you guys and do this. So I I, I was telling you at the early in the show, and I, I'm brainstorming and I'm trying to think of ways to interject this in, but I think I found it, and we're gonna go, uh, we're gonna do a draft. All right, so we're gonna get three rounds. I need people in the chat. The first person that gives me a name, who drafts first? Either Ronnie or Malcolm. I will go. I will draft last. Um, but we're gonna do a a fantasy draft. And if this keeps popping off and people like it, I'll let the people in the chat pick what the draft's gonna be every episode. But for this one, I think because we're doing security and police officers, we're gonna do our favorite pop culture police officers or security guards. Uh, <laughs> you each get three picks. And as soon as someone in the chat gives me a name, they draft first. Whoever wasn't picked drafts second, and I will go third. So now it's now now's your time to maybe brainstorm in your head a few different pop culture or uh, wrestle or anything uh, uh, pop culture inspired uh, wrestling characters. 
Um, oh, Daniel said here another one: the Dudley Boys versus Ink Security. Um, I don't think oh, we're gonna get deep on a Bubba in the same room, but you could try. Yeah. You know what's funny, Anthony? If I could hop in, um, yeah. I believe Devon has twin sons that are wrestling now. Yes, he does. And I yes, would love to get in the ring with them. I might have offended Devon one time uh, at a show because this is when I love tag team wrestling and I hated what was happening in WWE at the time because they had, in my opinion, one of the best tag team divisions in wrestling. And they, the tag team champions was Braun Strowman, an eight-year-old. Uh, and and, and he, Braun Strowman literally went out week after week and crushed the whole division. And I was like, you just killed your whole tag team division. I hate this. Um, and I was at a meet and greet, and I'm standing in line. And uh, Devon, I go, Devon, what, what, what's going on with your kids? I know they're training. He goes, well, right now they're in Japan. They're doing the thing. I'm like, uh, and then hopefully they get a chance at NXT. And I was like, cool, just keep them off the main roster. And he goes, why? And I go, because they don't know how to book a tag team division. And Devon goes, you know, I'm one of the writers for Raw. I go, I didn't even hold back. I said, then fix it. I said, you have Braun Strowman. You have FTR. You have all these amazing tag teams. And Braun Strowman's killing them all. What are you doing? Why are you writing that? He literally just like this. I was like, Devon's going to kill me. <laughs> well, that's, I don't think that's as bad as my story. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we we were doing extra work. Um, I did extra work one time, right? So then, um, I was backstage, and they sent an email. They said, "Do not talk to Vince. Don't talk to Stephanie. And don't talk to Triple H because they're busy." So I'm coming down this hallway, and as I'm walking down this hallway, Vince comes out of his um office. So I'm like, I remember the email. I say, "Oh, I don't want to get in trouble." So I was like, "I'm not going to say nothing to him." So I tried to put my head down and like walk past him. It was like a small hallway in um the Boston Gardens. So I'm trying to walk past him and not like say anything to him because I, I remember the email. So I have my head down and I'm walking and walking. And as I get past him, I'm like a couple steps away from him. I just hear him scream, well, hi, damn it. And I just felt so bad. I just turned around. I was like, oh, I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. They told me in the email not to talk to you. Yeah, that's how I felt. I was like, yep, I'm not going to get hired here. All right. Now you got you to gotta ask. When he's, when he's walking backstage, he throw, he, he's doing the arm thing still, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there is a power walk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He walked into the boardroom when he took back over WWE, and he's like, I'm back. <laughs> and he's home. Uh, yeah. All right. In the chat, I need I need either a Ronnie or I need a Malcolm. Someone put something in the chat so we can get our first round draft pick here. Uh, once again, check the links below for all things uh, for these guys to follow them on social media. So uh, they are on. Let me pull it up real quick to look at it. They are on. Actually, I didn't get your guest links, so you're not in the links below. So after this episode's over, you need to send me your links so I can put them down there. Okay. Your, your YouTube and stuff. So that's not in the chat. So I apologize. Um, but yeah, someone give me a name. Or I'm just gonna randomly pick. Uh, we'll we'll start that. But cops, do you guys have any plans in your head here? You have a, you have an idea? Your first rounds here? Yeah, I do. I can All think right. of one. You can think of one. All right. Well, Malcolm has a little bit more, so we'll we'll let you draft first, Malcolm. Well, I'm I'm making an executive city. You draft first. Moses second. Ronnie's Ronnie's second, and I'm third here. So your first number one pick, pop culture cops are security guards. Who's your number one pick? My first pick is someone they say that I kind of look like. And that'd be Carl Winslow. <laughs> that, is, that is a great. And not only is he Carl Winslow, but I will even give you the cop in every other movie he was in when he played. Yes. <laughs> yep. He's just the quintessential pop culture cop. That is a great first rounder. You can't go wrong with that pick. Ronnie, one's All off right. the board. I am picking Paul Blart, Mall Cop. Love it. That's another good one. I'm going to stick with wrestling. I'm going to go first round. I know there's a lot out there, a lot of big names, but if, if, we're, if, we're, if we're a wrestling style podcast and we're talking about wrestling and we're talking about police officers, I'm going big boss man for the number mm. one. Wow. Yeah, we're taking boss man off the board right away. Okay. Yeah, I'm glad you did because um, I was going to pick him, but my number <laughs> two will be the Mountie. The Mountie. Oh yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wrestling oh. off the board i actually met pco and he was not the mounties when they were a tag team yeah, yeah. oh yes yeah i don't know if there's any more police officer characters in professional wrestling unless you thought unless you know one ronnie your second round pick i'm thinking of breezango when they when they were dressing as uh the fashion i, I think dressing as yes <laughs> the fashion police yeah, fashion, oh, fashion police. I'll, I'll, I'll i'll take it if that's your pick i'll i'll, I'll allow yes. fashion police 
I, I was a big fan of them as a tag team. I love that. Yeah, Fashion Police is going to be number one. My my second round pick, I'm going with uh, some of the some of the the best the best uh, security tandem in a movie of all time, and it's going to be Friday after next. And I'm going Craig and Day Day. Yes, <laughs> the security guards at Holy Moly Donut Shop, and they got robbed by Santa Claus. So I'm going to Friday after next. Craig and Day Day, not on duty. Craig, not on duty. <laughs> so this one, I'm going to shock. I'm going to shock you guys, but. Um, the the security officers are police that I'm going for is from the other guys, and it's not on um, Will Farrell and um, uh, it's not Will Farrell. It's uh, The Rock and Samuel L. Jackson from the other guys. Yes, and, and <laughs> they, they 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 had a short run, but they they were in the movie. Bro, that scene is so funny. <laughs> yes, and they're like they're playing the Foo Fighters, and they just. Yeah. Get Next scenes are funeral. Great scene. Uh, all right, Ronnie, third round. This all is right. it. Final pick. This one's a little out of the box, but um, Malcolm and I are big fans of uh, the Flash series on the CW. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I'm picking Detective Joe West. All Ooh. right. That's, that's an awesome pick. My not, third. I don't know Barry Allen would count. He's a, he's a forensics. Yeah. He, he's in yeah. the police department, though. I don't know. Hunter says, so we're talking about pop culture security guards, and my pick stands as Steve Wilkes from the Jerry Springer show. And his own show. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great pick. It's a great pick. And Matthew now says, I'm hungry for donuts. Uh, we all are. <laughs> so my last pick, I'm going to go with another team. I, w- I want to I bring in a team of security once again for my last pick, and I'm going to go with police officers, and I'm going to go with the, with the most badass tag, te- uh, tag team cops of all time, and I'm gonna go with the bad boys with Martin Lawrence and Will Oh, wow. oh yes. Uh, I don't remember their cop names, but <laughs> other character names. I just know it was Martin Lawrence uh, and uh, and 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 Will Smith. Will Smith. Yeah, bad boys one, two, and three. How you gonna say the devil's at his door, man? <laughs> yeah. can, can I do an honorable honorable mention? Yeah, I'll do it. We'll do a round of honorable mentions. I'm gonna do it. Uh, I, I got an honorable mention for the um, the guy who does uh, the sounds in Police Academy. Great pick. Great pick. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You have an honorable mention pick, Ronnie. Nah, I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> uh, my honorable mention will be Chief Wiggums from The Simpsons. He's always fun. That is, yes, yes. That's going to be my pick. That was fun. Uh, that's the first time in the podcast that has been done. I've been kicking that idea around for a little bit. Um, that was fun. Random drafts. But going forward, uh, maybe this entices more people to watch live. You guys can pick next next draft. So next Tuesday when we go live, if uh, when my guest is on, if you listen to the conversation and you can find a fun theme or a fun draft, uh, we will be down for your your suggestions. So that'll be something going forward, uh, guys. Where anything that we that we haven't talked about that you guys want to get out there? Um, I would like to mention that we have a merchandise site. It is securityinc.bigcartel.com. If you go on there, we have T-shirts, we have eight by tens, which are on sale. Please help yourself. We appreciate the support. And um, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Security Inc. Pro. There it is. And make sure you, when we get out of here, send me the link so I can update that in the bio. I definitely will. Malcolm, is that your daughter? Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. We didn't talk about that you want to get out there before your kid destroys the house. <laughs> uh, no, it was just an honor to be on the show and I hope to see you soon. Hopefully we're on a SSW um, show soon and we get to see you and hang out. Yeah. SSW is still very, very new and in their, in their path. And I think right now they're trying to forge out that singles division and they're slowly working in tag teams, every show to see what sticks and what to do. But I definitely can see, I can't speak for anybody cause I have no, I'm in not, I'm not in charge of the booking there, but, um, if that tag team division ever starts forming, uh, I'm sure you guys are going to be high on that list. I know last show we had uh, 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 Boom and Deshaun Pratt's team show up, and they were another tag. I love Deshaun Pratt so much, so having him back in the scene was really good. But, yeah, I, I hope so as well. I hope more promotions that see this um, work. I do have another place I can show shout-out to you that you should look into. Um, we'll talk about the details afterwards, but check out the Sanctuary. Sanctuary is another one in Pennsylvania here. Um, actually, Anthony Bowens was going to be their original champion of that promotion. Um, it's an old church that converted into a wrestling studio, so it's kind of like a closed circuit. It doesn't move. It stays there. The craziest lights and pro- production you're going to see, and it's really, really cool. 
But yeah, that's going to do it here for the ABJ podcast. Once again, thank you to Ronnie Mose and Malcolm for hanging out with us. The door's always open if you have cool thing going on, if you have a big match you want to promote, if you want to come on to one of the other shows I do where we just talk wrestling in general, our movies, our television, the door's always open. I really appreciate it. My first ever tag team on the podcast. I could not <laughs> have picked other, a better one, and it worked out great. I didn't know how I was going to do interviewing two people, and, and I hope I spread it out equally throughout the interview. But uh, we're going to leave it off there. So um, check back in a little bit. Check out the links. But check Security Inc. on all social media. Just type them in, follow them, and, and show them some love. Tell them how they did on the podcast. If you're listening to this later back on um, audio or anything, leave a review. I'm going to start reading reviews off on the podcast. And if you want to support by getting any of the merchandise from anybody, just please do so and tell them uh, maybe in the notes when you check out. Herdy on the ABJ podcast. That's why I'm buying this T-shirt. But that's going to do it here for the podcast. We're going to play you out with some Billy Trey. I have a guy who makes my own custom music. He's very yes. <laughs> Billy Trey, the Converse kid. If you guys need music for your intros or outros that's not copywritten and it's your personal music, he's in my links below as well. Hit him up, the Converse kid. We'll see you guys next Tuesday. Actually, before I get out of here, let's tell you who's here next Tuesday. So next Tuesday in the morning is going to be Coach Raff is joining the podcast. He's, he's one of the, my favorite managers in the game. And he's going to come down uh, and talk to us about his his journey and and working in the Northeast scene. And then we're gonna we're gonna hit up another member we had him earlier today, but we're gonna have another member of the Honor Society, Zach Xander, young young man in the game, working his ass off. And we're gonna talk to him about his early stages and steps in the pro wrestling industry. But we'll see you guys next time on the ABJ Podcast, Episode 18, Security Inc. We are out of here. See you later.